you've likely heard a lot of people talking about attachment, attachment trauma, attachment wounding, healing attachment wounds. What does that really mean, especially for survivors of childhood trauma? Welcome to the Courageous Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Oliveira, former trauma therapist and survivor of childhood trauma. I am so glad you're here. Grab your favorite beverage, get settled in, and let's take this journey together. So I'm doing this episode as a result of a question that was posed in a group for therapists that was about somebody struggling with attachment. And it just really kind of got me thinking in a few different ways. And so I wanted to do this video to just kind of talk about what attachment is, why we need it, and the impact that it has. So there are levels of attachment and we have different kinds of experiences of attachment as children versus adults. For most people watching this video, probably by far the majority of people watching this video, you have likely experienced potentially many aspects of attachment wounding in part because most abuse happens by somebody that we know, trust, depend on, and even sometimes love. It could be all of those things. It could be any one of those things. But when somebody hurts you, traumatizes you, abuses you, assaults you, however you want to think about it, that by itself, in addition to trauma, creates significant issues with attachment. And what does that really mean? So as infants, as children, we need to feel a secure sense of being attached to the people who are caring for us. So it could be parents, it could be grandparents, it could be aunts or uncles, it could be somebody not even related to you and your family. But the person who is responsible for raising you, who you have to rely on for food, for nurturance, for support, all of that. Love, even. When you have experienced trauma, if that person that has hurt you is somebody who you have to rely on in some way, so certainly if it's a family member or the person who is actually raising you, but it could even be potentially like a teacher or a coach, um, a family friend. But if it's somebody that you have a relationship with, who you kind of depend on in a way, who you should be able to trust to, in a sense, protect you and guide you, all of that can create attachment issues. So when we are born, we ideally come into an environment in which our caregivers, sometimes not our parents, but oftentimes our parents, but the person that we are going to be solely, solely um, have to solely rely on, sorry, <laughs> that person is going to receive us 
and love us and care for us and nurture us and not get angry when we're crying out of hunger or pain, whatever it might be, we will be met with an energy that feels loving and supportive. Our needs will be met, whether that's for comfort or fed, a diaper change, whatever it is. And when we get to experience that and we experience the, the physical comfort and connection, we naturally build secure attachment. We feel safe. We learn to feel very safe. And I'm not going to get into everything related to attachment because I don't want this video to take forever. But ideally, that is what happens. So when you live in an environment in which there is abuse happening, again, it could be even like a coach or something, so they don't have to be living in your home. But if they are living in your home where there's somebody that you have a lot of proximity to, like on a regular basis, maybe they babysit you on occasion or something like that. If you don't have that secure attachment with those primary people in your life, then you don't feel safe. If you have been abused in whatever way that looks, particularly by somebody that you should be able to trust, the moment that happens, your attachment to that person is incredibly damaged beyond repair in terms of safe attachment. You will never be able to feel securely and safely attached to that person again. And I'm talking about abuse. I'm not talking about a parent that raises their voice and then is able to accept responsibility and apologize and work to do differently. So I'm not talking about if you're a parent here, I'm not saying that anytime that you mess up, you've completely damaged your attachment with your child. That's not at all what I'm saying. But when it comes to, and most people watching this have experienced sexual trauma, once that happens that first time, you will not be able to feel securely, safely attached to that person again. But with the rest of the people around you, if you are keeping it a secret, you've got a couple of things going on. One is that because of the abuse itself, you already do not feel safe in the world. Your nervous system, your physiological sense of how you show up in the world does not feel grounded in safety. Now, I'm not suggesting that you go around consciously thinking how unsafe you are, though that can happen for some people, but that's not actually kind of the typical thing that happens, especially as a young child. But your body does not feel safe. So even if you have some reasonably healthy people around you, when you're interacting with them, you already do not feel safe. So their support, you're not going to be able to fully take in because when we feel securely attached, when we feel grounded in that, we are open, we are free. And this is one of the things that I talk about when people will say because of their abuse or the abuse like stole their innocence. And that always just is kind of heartbreaking to think about. 
what I tend, how I tend to talk about it is that it doesn't steal innocence because you are still innocent, but, but it does steal your sense of freedom without a doubt. And so, as I was just saying, even if this other people, this person or these other people are reasonably healthy and supportive because your sense of freedom has been stolen, you are not open to being able to receive in a deep felt way that love and support and attachment. And we need attachment, secure attachment, to feel that sense of openness, to feel that sense of groundedness, that you're safe in the world. Like children who have a pretty good sense of feeling securely attached are really kind of joyful in trying new things. And if they don't succeed in the way that they might have hoped, they're okay with it. They might be disappointed, but they don't like get depressed. They don't struggle with it for weeks, if not months, if not years, because what happens in those moments when you do try something and it doesn't work, you tend to take that as evidence that you're a failure, that you're not good enough, all of those things, right? Well, if you're securely attached, it helps you build your sense of worthiness, right? Because you're grounded, you're open, you're free. So you feel the secure sense of self thinking about like a big old oak tree. And you think about how those roots are really so deeply rooted in the earth. So even when there is a huge storm, like really try to visualize this. There's a huge storm, but this trunk is huge and the roots are deep. And yes, leaves may blow, small little branches may break, but that tree is not going anywhere. And when we feel securely attached, if somebody doesn't like us as we get older, if somebody doesn't like us, if somebody doesn't return a message, if um, somebody breaks up with you, if you don't get the job you wanted, if somebody looks at you in a way that seems confusing or they don't agree with you, it's okay. Like, yes, you might feel something in the moment, but because you've got that deep groundedness, it's not going to have a significant impact on you. But when you don't have that sense of secure attachment, you are not a big old oak tree. You're more like that little new branch. And anytime, so thinking about just a breeze, like that first little budding branch, when you are not securely attached, there are so many ways that that branch can be easily broken. So many ways, somebody looking at you, and it doesn't even have to be a bad look, like they don't have to be thinking something bad about you, but you can interpret it in a way that you mind read, thinking that you know what they're thinking, and of course what they're thinking is not good. If somebody doesn't return your message, where does your mind go? Your mind goes to those core beliefs of not being worthy, not being good enough, that you don't really matter to that person because of that lack of secure attachment. 
You do not trust in yourself because you were not taught as a child by being securely attached that you can trust in yourself. Another way that this can play out is that as children, when you are being abused, you are typically holding on to that secret. Or maybe you've told somebody, but nothing has really happened to keep you safe. But when you are kind of holding on to this or having to continue to live with it kind of on your own, where you don't have support with it, then even when somebody is trying to support you, hug you, right, to, to express their affection and love for you, it doesn't feel real, right? Because you're closed and you're not able to receive it. So as you get older and you start developing relationships as an older teenager or certainly as an adult, you're still approaching those relationships from that lack of secure attachment. And this is part of the reason why building trust within ourselves is so important. It's also a reason why allowing ourselves to intentionally practice being vulnerable with the right people is so important. Because not only is that how we build trust within ourselves, but that is how we learn to experience attachment and connection. So I don't generally use the word attachment, but I do use the word connection a lot. And in our adult lives in particular, connection allows us to, in a sense, rebuild the attachment that we did not experience as children. But this is an ongoing practice. It is something that we have to be intentional about practicing. We have to be mindful of who we're practicing with. And we have to be willing to experience and feel that sense of vulnerability and uncertainty as we practice that vulnerability. So attachment wounding, I believe, really is something that most people who've experienced childhood trauma are going to struggle with by far the majority of people in a lot of different in a lot of different ways and also for a lot of different reasons like there's different avenues into which we end up experiencing attachment wounding and because we lack that deep sense of feeling safe in our body we don't feel safe in general which keeps us kind of closed off in being able to really build secure attachment with anybody else. But we can heal that attachment wounding. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of practicing. And the therapeutic relationship is actually a really helpful place to practice. And it's one of the reasons why I always say that it is important when you're working on healing childhood trauma that you are working with a professional mental health person. 
like a lot of times, you know, you'll see things and, and like talking to my friend is the best form of therapy. And I get it. And I think that there's certainly validity in that idea. But I think it is also important to acknowledge that that is not therapy. It's important and it's helpful and it can go a long way in healing practices, but it is not the same. But the therapeutic relationship, ideally, of course, this isn't going to be the case all of the time. Um, and this podcast episode actually will probably go into that a little bit, but it is a really gen generally, it is going to be a place where you can really practice creating healthy attachment so that you can become like that oak tree and really build or deepen, strengthen those roots so that you can feel secure in your being, in your heart, in your beliefs about who you are and everything that you are capable of. Thank you so much for spending this time and sharing this space with me. Together we heal. Make sure to subscribe and if you haven't yet, make sure to leave a review. I'll look forward to connecting with you next time.